It's the 28th of January and you're watching Horizon Church Online. Thank you. 
lived in Tennessee each day on my lunch break I would go out and I would walk they have this long walking bridge in Chattanooga and I'd go out there each day and walk and one day this guy came running up to me while I was out walking and he came right up close to me and he said hey 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 and I'm like what's going on man or are you okay and he goes our church bus broke down on the way to Alabama we need four dollars to get gas we need four dollars to get gas and I was like dude I don't have any cash on me I have no cash I'm sorry and so the dude runs off to the next guy and um, the next week I was out there because I come out there literally every day at the same time and next week this guy comes running up to me and he goes hey 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 and I'm like what's wrong and he goes our church bus broke down on the way to Alabama and we need four bucks to get gas and I said wow that's bad luck and he said yeah yeah it is and I said it's bad luck that your church bus broke down in the same place two times in a row and all of a sudden his face was like oh no I've been caught and so he just turns around and just takes off running away from me and I think a lot of times when we encounter people in need our minds immediately go to this is some type of scam uh, this is some type of hustler and we see people in need and we think it's fake they're trying to take advantage of me they're trying to take something from me and we don't look at the person who's hurting we don't look at the person in pain and our tendency is to think this is some kind of scam uh, this is some type of ruse it's interesting that the Apostle Paul who went and shared the good news of Jesus Christ with people uh, Gentiles people who were not Jewish after many years of ministry he went to Jerusalem where Jesus's disciples were mostly uh, located at the time and he wanted to just check in with them and make sure that his ministry uh, was following the teachings of Jesus and so he said he went in and he shared with them about how he was sharing the message of Jesus with Gentiles with non-Jewish people how they were responding how the Holy Spirit was empowering their lives how they were living and loving like Jesus and he asked him he's like have I run in vain has my ministry uh, been in line with Jesus and and the Jewish disciples they wholeheartedly agreed that Paul's ministry was in line with theirs which was in line with Jesus's and they said this and Paul records this in Galatians 2:10. he says but they said this one thing to me they said remember the poor and Paul said I was very eager to do this and so it's been a central tenet of Christianity since the beginning since uh, right after Jesus died came back to life and ascended into heaven that caring for the poor the needy those who are in need those who are desperate those who can't help themselves has always been an important tenet of the christian church i think today though what's changed in us is not our desire to help but really in a strange way our global sense our global connectedness due to the internet due to you know 24-hour news cycle we're much more aware of the needs in the world than we've ever been before before someone would have to travel to a distant land and come back with pictures to show us what they needed or someone would have to travel to a different city in the US and write a story about it in a newspaper that we'd have to read now we can get live up-to-date um, live video feeds through the internet and we can see needs across the world and I think in many ways seeing all the needs at once have paralyzed us in some ways and we think something like this like because I can't meet all the needs well I just shouldn't meet any need and nothing could be farther from the truth just because there are 
you know, thousands of places that need clean drinking water, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't bring clean drinking water to one place. Just because there's thousands of places where there are people that are hungry, doesn't mean you shouldn't bring food to one place. You can create change in one place. And just because you can't change it all, you can be a part of changing some part of poverty, some part of need in the world. It, see, when we do good for those who are needy, for those who are poor, those who are desperate, we are impacting change in the life of an individual. That's what we're called to do. Individuals impacting other individuals. Just because you can't fix all the problems in the world doesn't mean you shouldn't fix some of the problems in the world. And Jesus talks about this in Matthew 25, starting in verse 35. And it's a fascinating passage. Listen to what he says. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? Or when did we ever see you thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or without clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And then he will also say to those on the left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't take me in. I was naked, and you didn't clothe me sick and in prison and you didn't care for me and then they too will answer lord when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or without clothes or sick or in prison and not help you and then he will answer them i tell you whatever you did not do for one of the least of these you did not do for me and they will go away into eternal punishment but the righteous into eternal life I want to just pull out a couple things in this passage as we think about how our money gives us a responsibility to affect change in the poor and in the needy. First of all, you'll notice that Jesus identifies with the disenfranchised. He identifies with the poor, with the needy. He identifies with those in prison, those who are sick, those who don't have clothing, those who don't have money to eat or a place to live. Jesus doesn't identify with the powerful. He doesn't identify with the rich. He doesn't identify with kings and rulers, presidents and prime ministers. Jesus identifies with the poor, with the needy, with the people on the fringes of society. The people that we tend to overlook is the people that Jesus identifies with. Now, I think that's a very important thing to recognize because our natural tendency is to think that being in positions of power, being in positions of control, having money, having wealth, and having power put us in a place where we can affect change and we can do the most good. Jesus was always interested in changing an individual, and by changing individuals, he changes a community and a culture. We don't change culture by saying, everybody get on board with this. We change culture by sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with people, which changes people's hearts. As people's hearts change, it changes a community. As communities change, it changes a culture. And Jesus here was identifying with the people that were dismissed or overlooked by most other people. 
We need to be careful that we don't overlook the people that Jesus identifies with, that we don't dismiss the people that Jesus identifies with. Most of the time, we've trained our eyes not to see need so that we don't feel bad about not meeting the need. We need to retrain our eyes and focus on the people that everyone else misses because those are the people that Jesus never misses. Next, I want to look down here at verse 41. He says something interesting here. To those who did not care for the poor and for the sick and the needy, he says this, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. This is very strong imagery, right? So we have to talk about this concept of hell, this concept of eternal punishment, the eternal separation from God. You'll notice here that it says hell was not created for humans. It was created for the devil and his angels. Uh, there was no human created for hell, and hell was created for no human. People can choose to be eternally separated from God if they want to. Really, God, upon our death, gives us the deepest desires of our heart. What do I mean by that? The reality is, if you spent your whole life loving and pursuing Jesus, wanting to know more and experience more of Jesus, you'll be able to do that in eternity, forever. If you spent your whole life saying, no, I don't want anything to do with Jesus, I don't want to do what he says, I don't want to be his follower, I just want him to get away from me, just leave me alone, just leave me alone, God, just get away from me, then you'll be able to, in eternity, live out the full ramifications of that in a place completely separate from God. If God is a source of all goodness, all beauty, all life and light and love, being separated from him will be a horrifying experience. It'll be a world centered around you. And for some of us, we've tried to live a world centered around us here in this life. And in the next life, we're going to see that the full ramifications of that is a world not worth living in. What we want, the best thing that we need, is a life that's centered around God because that's a full and fulfilling life. You know, Jesus promised that all who call out on the name of Jesus Christ will be saved. Everyone who comes to Jesus Christ and says, I can't make it on my own. I can't be good enough. This life is about you. It's not about me. He's promised to save, to give them an eternal future and hope with him forever. And at the same time, send his Holy Spirit into our hearts and minds and lives to begin to make us live and love like he did. To begin to make this world a better place as he makes us better people. The good news of Jesus Christ is really that he came to people who didn't deserve it and gave us everything. And that's exactly what he expects out of us as we encounter the poor, the needy, and the disenfranchised in our communities. He wants us to live and love like he did by showing grace to the least of these. Just like he showed grace, good, undeserved, to us, he expects us to give good to other people that are undeserved. Now, you might say, Alex, what if I give money to someone and they use it for something evil? What if I give them money and they use it on drugs or they use it on alcohol or, you know, they, they waste it on gambling or something like that? Our responsibility is to be obedient to Christ. They have to answer for their own actions. Certainly, we need to be wise stewards. And, you know, if someone's uh, in line at a drug dealer and he says, hey, can you give me 20 bucks so I can get a hit of heroin? Um, we're going to say, no, that's not a wise use of our money. Let me go buy you a meal or help you get checked into a housing facility for the homeless. Obviously, we need to be wise with our money. But sometimes if you encounter someone and they say, hey, you know, I need four bucks. 
and you have four bucks, um, you know, our mind immediately races to, well, I need that four bucks to get on the bus or I need that four bucks to buy lunch. I think that our responsibility is to be generous even when people don't deserve it, even when we can't control all the parameters or we don't know what's going to happen, we choose to be generous in the name of Jesus. And then the responsibility of how they use that money is between them and God. Notice here that Jesus says, uh, starting in verse 42, that people were constantly missing him when he was hungry and they gave him nothing to eat. When he was thirsty and they gave him nothing to drink. When he was a stranger and they didn't give him a place to stay. When he was naked and they didn't give him any clothes. When he was sick and in prison and they didn't take care of him. And notice in verse 44, they say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or without clothes or sick or in prison and not help you? They're like, if we saw Jesus who needed clothes or Jesus that needed food or Jesus that needed a drink, we would have met those needs, but we never saw Jesus. We never saw him. And what he, what Jesus was emphasizing was, you missed me. I was all around you and you missed me. The, the fingerprints of Jesus were all over their lives. They kept encountering these people constantly in their daily routines. And they thought, that's not Jesus. That's not Jesus. And I think if we're honest, there are people that we encounter every single day, people in need, people who are hurting, and we don't associate Jesus with them. We don't think by entering into their pain with them, I can have an encounter with Jesus. I can encounter Jesus as I begin to affect change in their life. See, most of us are looking for Jesus in clean, safe, nice, comfortable environments. We want to encounter Jesus in a nice church setting where the lighting's perfect and the music is perfect and the temperature control is perfect. We don't want to encounter Jesus in a place where people are sick or where people are smelly or where people don't have clothes or where people are in prison. We want to encounter Jesus in safe environments. But the reality is Jesus isn't in the safe places in our community. Jesus is in the hurting places in our community. If we want to encounter Jesus, if we want to join him where he's already working, we need to look for the places where there's pain, where there's hurt, where there's suffering, where there's loss, where there's need, those are the places where Jesus is going to be working in our communities. And yes, those places aren't always safe or comfortable, but they are the places where Jesus says we will find him. And if we want to be working with Jesus, after all, that's our mission as Christians, is to join Jesus where he's working in our communities, in our world, we need to go to the places that aren't always safe, or comfortable that aren't always clean or nice we need to reach into the pain and hurt in some people's lives and people's lives are messy people don't live simple lives people live messy lives and we have to reach below the surface and as we enter into the mess with Jesus into people's lives that's where we'll see him at work and we'll recognize that he's moving in our life as we move to help in the lives of other people you know all of us have been in that situation where we encounter someone who's in need. Whether that's they've run up and they put their hands out and they're like, please, I need just a few dollars to eat. Or where someone shares with us a need or a burden in their life and we think, oh my goodness, I don't want to be a part of this solution. It's going to take up time. It's going to take up money. It's going to take away from me. 
the reality is all of us at some point has made a subtle lie, right? Maybe somebody's run up to us and they say, hey, can you spare a few dollars? And we reach down in our pocket and we feel that money we forgot we have and we're like, nope, don't have anything. Or maybe someone shares with us, oh, I could really use a ride here. I just, you know, I don't have a car or this happened. And we're like, oh, I'm busy. I've got that thing. I've got to wash my hair. You know, we come up with these subtle little awkward, uncomfortable moments uh, where we, we develop these lies so that we can kind of get away from serving or helping someone. Recognize that when we do that, when we make up an excuse or we create some small white lie, what we're doing is we're choosing to miss an opportunity to encounter Jesus. See, Jesus is telling us that to experience him, we have to enter into the hurt and the pain and the suffering of this world because he says, that's where I am. Jesus and his grace, his undeserved goodness is at work constantly in our world. He's constantly doing good despite what people deserve. And he says, if you want to see me, if you want to experience me, if you want to join me in the work and the mission that I'm still about doing in this world, he says, it's not going to be found in the pretty places. It's going to be found in hard places. It's going to be found in some dark places because he says, those are the places that need light. And he says, that's where I'm going. And that's where I want you as my lights, as my witnesses, to go and make a difference. And you say, okay, Alex, this has been challenging. So how do we put this into practice? For one, I would encourage you, don't miss the people on the fringes of society. We have trained ourselves not to see the people so that we don't feel bad about overlooking them. Start to see the people that everyone else walks by. You know, sometimes when I take the train downtown, it amazes me how oblivious people are as they walk past someone who's homeless, who's sleeping on a, a grate where steam's coming out to stay warm. We've just trained ourselves not to look at it because it's unpleasant or we don't want to be involved. Start to notice the people that everyone else misses because Jesus never misses people. He never misses a person. He sees everyone. He sees them where they are in their need and he cares about them. Number two, find ways to serve people. And this starts by just serving, jumping in and serving. And the more you serve, the more your heart will soften to serve other people in other ways. A great opportunity is this Sunday on January the 28th. What we're doing is we're going to the Lettington Library and we're making some care packages for the homeless. We're going to pack these bags full of uh, some food, some uh, just uh, some items that they can use and then we are going to carry those with us as we go into our workplaces as we commute around the city as we travel and anytime we see someone who's homeless and you know they're holding up a cardboard sign or they're asking for money we can share with them this bag we're giving them something tangible something lasting we put a bible in there and we're going to pray over these bags as well and pray that we can have encounters with people where we can share with them good things in the name of Jesus just like our Savior would have. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we're so thankful that you're a God who doesn't miss people. You're not just interested in the rich or the clean or those who have their lives all together. Lord, you love the messy people as much as you do the together people. And we're so grateful that you've called us um, into this relationship with you where you empower us and equip us to go out and serve the least of these Lord, forgive us for so often being obsessed with our comfort and our safety 
that we miss opportunities to experience you in the messiness of other people's lives. I pray this all like I believe Jesus Christ would. Amen. Thanks for being a part of our online service today. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at connect at horizonphilly.com. Our Money Matters series continues next week with a live service at the Ardmore Music Hall. Join us February 4th at 10 a.m. at 23 East Lancaster Avenue, Ardmore, PA, 19010. If you would like to give to Horizon Community Church, you can do so online at www.horizonphilly.com backslash give or in person at our service on February 4th. Today at noon, we are gathering at the Ludington Library to pack and pray over bags for the homeless. Join us in the reading porch. Do you belong to a small group or a discipleship group? It's a great way to enjoy community during the week. We have small groups that meet on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, and discipleship groups that meet every day of the week. From all of us at Horizon, have a great week.